welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and I got my good old buddy here again, Court Winsett. I'm her buddy. <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh. And there's the opening bell. Well, what are we talking about this week, Katie? We are talking about the R word. The R word? Retirement. The R word? That makes it sound <laughs> like it's a bad thing. I think everybody aspires to retire, or at least a lot of people do. I know people that don't. That think they will work until the day they die or they'll be miserable. So some people don't. But I think the majority of people would like to retire, right? Yeah. I yeah. think retirement is something that, you know, some people have their mind set up exactly what it looks like. I think a lot of us mentally picture someone sitting on a beach with a pina colada, reading a great book, and probably never having to wear pants, always wearing their, you know, yes. bathing suit or whatever it may I've be. I've <laughs> lived my entire life wanting to discard all pants. <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's definitely something that looks different for everybody. I'm amazed at some people that walk in and know exactly the age they want to retire and what they're going to do. And a lot of times they're younger and I'm like, retirement, that's millions of years away. I have no idea what that's going to be like. Yeah. I mean, listen, I really sort of am convinced that I probably will never be able to retire. So retirement to me seems, seems a long time away no matter what, but at an absolute minimum, uh, it's it's still a couple of decades removed. And even for a guy my age, a decade is a long time. Uh, so. so I want to put that out there that retirement, there is a lot of parts to it. There's a lot of different angles to this. And we're going to take this and break it up into bite sizes over this whole season. We're not going to sit there and go through everything retirement related over the next several episodes and just bore you to tears with that. We really want to kind of hit some high levels. And today we really just want to talk about Roth and traditional mm-hmm. and okay. Upper know? level stuff. Basically yeah. I had a, I had a, a, an employee come in the other day and ask me, Hey, what's the difference between the Roth and the traditional? Which mm-hmm. should I do? And so we're just, I, I, you know, we're just sort of breaking down those two things right now, Roth and traditional. And, uh, and we'll get into some details of other aspects of retirement planning in later episodes. Yeah. I do want to throw out a Mr. Rogers quote. I mean, we love him dearly. So let's just, let's throw a little quote from him. Often when you think you're at the end of something, you're at the beginning of something else. And that is a beautiful quote for several reasons. Of course, it's obviously, <laughs> it's got wonderful uh, head in the clouds kind of feeling to it. But also, uh, just generally, practically speaking, it's an excellent segue to our top five for this week. Because the entire idea of retiring is that you may you may not work at the job anymore that you're currently working, but you may pick up another job that you want to do part-time in your retirement. And so we are doing our... Top five new beginning jobs, the top five jobs that we would do in retirement. And um, hopefully you'll enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely one of those that uh, when people retire, then yeah, they've quit their big corporate job or whatever it was they were doing, but they don't want to be sitting at home. They need Mm -hmm. to stay busy. And there are studies of the more you stay active, then the better your mind stays and the longer you live. So Court and I are just going to have fun. So my five retirement jobs that I think of, at least as of now, you mm-hmm. know, that could change closer to retirement, mm-hmm. but some kind of fun, stress-free ones. First off, a photo. I think they're technically volunteers, but they do get paid. It's F-O-T-O. That is a Friends of the Orpheum Theater. And these are individuals that get to come to the theater and they help with the shows, the concerts, whatever it may be. And... 
they're there. They, they tell you to put away your camera phone exactly. if you've got your camera phone out. They're, they're the ushers of the theater. They're the ticket takers. <laughs> they're the concession stands. And it's I just think it would be great because you get to hang out at the Orpheum all day. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. How much fun. Oh, it seems like it would be a fun one. Yeah. Number two, um, I think it would be fun to be a dance teacher. So I danced for 15 years and I actually, while I was uh, dancing, taught for several of those years to kind of mitigate my tuition and stuff like that and (laughs) help out with that. But I think it'd be fun to teach like a fun dance class. You know. Well, sure. Yeah. Hopefully nobody breaks a hip or anything like that. (laughs) I can't dance. But I mean, if you can dance, then I'm a a big fan of teaching. It's just I would have to teach something else other than dance. But I'd Uh, like to see you dance. (laughs) It'll never happen. Number three, um, and this kind of goes with a little bit of a joke that my dad said for years that his retirement job would be, but I think it'd be fun to work at a ballpark. Um, you know, he said he specifically would love to be an umpire working at, uh, of course, the St. Louis Cardinals, but I know that that's, <laughs> that would be very hard to switch from financial world and just instantly be like, I'm an umpire for the St. Louis Cardinals. Sure. Dream big, though, people. <laughs> dream big. But I think... Anything helping out with the ballpark, even if it was just being there on game day and taking tickets or something like that, I think it'd be fun. Number four uh, would be cruise entertainment director. Mm-hmm. I just think it'd be so much fun. Um, you know, just be excited, get everybody ramped up, and they're on vacation, and just give them all the fun activities they could possibly do. I mean, as those kinds of jobs go, though, cruise cruise workers are not exactly part time. I've no. heard that they they live a pretty worktastic kind of life. That would probably be a job if, you know, say, heaven forbid, it was just me and something had happened to my husband and kids were off on their own and I just wanted to go have a late life crisis and go <laughs> tour around the world on a cruise for a year. Sure. Why, that could why be not? It. Yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and my last one and probably my absolute favorite, and I really hope this happens, work at Disney World. <laughs> They actually, I Googled this, and there are perfect jobs for retirees that want to work at Disney. When you're walking into the park, those people that are just waving with the Mickey hands, you know, saying, welcome to, have a magical day, or saying, hope, have a magical night as you're leaving. Mm. Or a character attendant, the person walking around. I mean, how cool would it be? You are the person in charge of getting Goofy to where he needs to be. Or Minnie Mouse, for goodness sakes. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. I can tell you're getting excited. Yeah. It would be so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Let these, I want these dreams to happen. Unfortunately for me, I think Disney, probably one of the first tests they give you as a potential employee where people can see your face is like the Disney happiness test. <laughs> and, you know, you, you've got to at least be able to to show a, a modicum of, of joy and, and, and fun. And my face just doesn't do that anymore. So Disney's probably right out for me. But I, I, I respect I, I respect your you love You could be like it. a tram driver there or something like that where you, you don't really have to see anybody. You're well, just sure. the driver. Yeah, I, 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 I can do that. I totally do that. <laughs> <clears throat> well, what are yours? Okay. So I'm going to go in reverse order because I got my number one and it's it's sort of a pie in the sky kind of not quite on the line of being a, 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 an umpire for the St. Louis Cardinals, but still something that's probably less likely to happen. But still, it's been my dream, my dream retirement job for a long, long time. So starting off with the not number one, number five, uh, I would um, I'd love to do uh, antiques. Kind of like what my mom did. Oh, she, fine. You know, um, I, I think my obsession, my the, the the things that I would probably buy and sell, the things that I would deal in would probably be significantly different than what my mom did. 
probably more in line with uh, with what I've you know what I mentioned. I collect things like comic books and, books. and co- well, comic books would be fun. <laughs> but uh, my my uncle was a huge pen collector, and he went to to pen shows all over the world. And then he also had his own like P I N pen, yeah, P E N like fountain pens. Oh, ink pen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he went to shows all over the country and, and he also had his own antique booth. And so I, I kind of picture maybe sort of the men's antique booth, you know, flasks and lighters and pins and things like that. That would be fun. Number four would be like a mentor or a consultant. You know, I've, so many times I've met these guys that come in and they're like, oh, I can show you how to fix your business. And it's always some guy who was a really big deal in business and then decided to retire. So now he just goes around and imparts wisdom onto uh, other hapless business owners. Either that or uh, what I really would like is uh, is working with either high school students or college students that are looking at possibly getting into, say, for instance, a career in the financial field or thinking about going to law school. I can urge them very, very hardly not to. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, hardly. you would be such very a good strongly. mentor. I love that. Um, so that that would be fun. Number three, tour guide. I, I mean, I don't know what exactly I would be a tour guide of, but I've always loved tour guides. I think it takes a special kind of uh, almost performance to, to be a really good... That goes with your theater background, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I just think it'd be fun, especially if I could be a tour tour out of some place that I really was into. So, I mean, you could just be like Cameron and I. We hijacked a tour once, and <laughs> the tour guy was doing so bad and kept dropping his accent that we just kind of took over and made it our own. Okay, that'd be interesting. I would probably be a little bit chuffed about somebody stepping in on my tour guide act, but, you know... <laughs> We tipped him well. It's okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, number two would be a librarian, or li- maybe not a librarian because you actually have to go. <gasps> would to Would you be the librarian? Sure. Sh- I don't know. I just know to actually be a librarian, you have to 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 get a degree to be a librarian. But I would love to work at a library, and that sort of rolls right into number one, which is my number one all time dream job, the thing that I've always wanted to retire and do. So I've always wanted to retire and start my own bookstore. Um, you know, antique books, rare books, uh, even just a, a, a little boutique bookstore like the guy in Notting Hill that had the travel bookstore. I just store. was picturing yeah. him when you were saying this. I was like, oh, what was that? Yeah. Of course, you know, Julia Roberts comes in well, into sure. your shop. How wonderful would that be? Yeah. You kind of merge several of the gears together, though, with the antiques and the books. And I look mean, at it's, you. it's basically. You already have your end goal set. A little shop owner or, you know, that sells things or a tour guide. That's that's basically my my, my dream retirement job. So are you Team Meg Ryan or Team Tom Hanks? Oh, oh, definitely shop around the corner yeah. is more my mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. Uh, Meg Ryan's Meg Ryan's shop was definitely F-O-X. although X. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I do have to say, I have to point out that I do not in any way want to attract children to my bookstore because that would be the whole children thing. It goes against your principles. <laughs> you know, I have a thing about children and the, the children being scared of me. So I don't think I would be very successful as a children's bookstore owner. <laughs> All right. So retirement, you're never too young and it's never too late to invest. And I think what we really want to cover in this again is really the main difference between Roth and traditional. Let's, you ran right over that. I want to make sure that, 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 that line of yours, because it's, it's an important line. It is never too early or too late mm-hmm. to invest for your retirement. Yes. Never too early or too late to start putting some bucks away if you haven't already. 
Okay, here's an example. A 22-year-old earning $40,000 who starts putting 10% into a 401k and gets a 3% employee match could have a nest egg of $1.7 million at the age of 65. And that's not accounting if that person gets a pay increase or anything. That's if they stayed stable at the mm. 40k. That's... That's a nice little nest egg. Yeah. So, yes, uh, you're probably going, oh, yeah, well, I'm not 22 anymore. Well, no, I was thinking about my, my poor 22-year-old daughter who's probably looking at that $40,000 dollar amount right there and going, yeah, I wish I had a job paying me 40000 a year. Well, and that's just an example out there. It's just looking at this all, Social Security will not be enough. Yeah. A lot of people think, oh, okay, well, retirement, Social Security will take care of me. I wonder how many people actually really genuinely think that Social Security is going to be sufficient for them when they retire. I bet a lot. Because I bet there's a lot, but then there's also a bunch of people who are like, uh, Social Security isn't going to be there for me. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, know we're going to do a whole episode all about Social Security because yeah. it's something that I don't know a ton about that I want to learn about and share with all you guys. So who is your best friend if Social Security isn't? So a 401k with work is your absolute best friend. It is a safe way to save money for your retirement. And if you're at a job and they are offering you a retirement plan, take it. Because generally speaking, I mean, just even having a plan available is going to give you some advantages. But also, usually these people are not only offering you the plan, but they're also offering some sort of match. Mm -hmm. These days, to be a competitive employer, you have to offer some sort of uh match to to whatever your employee puts in their plan. Yeah. So there are all different kinds of plans that employees offer. And being in the business, we see all these different plans they put out there, all these different options. But really at the core of it, your employer will offer you a retirement plan. They may have an employee match, which is where they may set a standard and say, if you contribute X, we will contribute, we will match that dollar for dollar or 50 cents on the dollar. And we will also contribute to your account. So when you are given that option, you have the first off, you have option one. Do you contribute or not? Yes, you do. You do. Option two, sometimes you have the option. Do you contribute to a traditional or it may just say 401k. It may not even say traditional in it. Do you have an option to contribute to traditional or do you have something called a Roth? Mm -hmm. And that is what we want to talk about those differences so you may see it in the form of a 401k. You may sometimes see it as an, an IRA, an individual retirement account. This option is sometimes available if your employer doesn't give you a retirement plan through them. They may say, oh, but we work with this firm to do IRAs. Mm -hmm. You have simple IRAs, which is a savings incentive match for employees, which these are usually small businesses that go up to 100 employees that they offer. It works very similar to 401k. You've got SEP IRAs, and that's going to be your simplified employee pension. And that's for all of you out there that are self-employed, self basically. The other ones out there are the 403b plans and pensions. Those are very particular. Pensions are almost non-existent except for particular fields, and 403bs are those nonprofits, those teachers, those hospitals, those self-employed ministers. Those are really a particular group of people. Yeah, those pensions do seem to have gone the way of the dodo. They just aren't offered much anymore. So really, when you're zeroing in on what you're going to do for your retirement, what, you're what most people are looking at is 401k or the IRA. And with the 401k and with the IRA, you have the option of traditional mm -hmm. and you have the option of Roth. Yes, and the full disclaimer, again, with everything we do, you have to figure out what's right for you. 
what is the best for you to do, what is the best to contribute, how you should balance things out. But we're going to talk about this as if, yes, you're at the job, they're offering you a 401k plan, and we're trying to figure out traditional or Roth. And the difference comes down to when do you pay the taxes? Yes. You know, not all companies offer the Roth, but if you're given this option, then we're sitting there trying to figure out, are you paying the taxes now or are you kicking it down the road and you're going to pay the taxes later? Right. That's what it breaks down to. So a 401k. Let's 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 take IRA off the table for a second so that we're not confusing issues. Okay. We'll just talk about a 401k. You get a job at an employer, they have a 401k. You can either put money away in a traditional 401k or they offer you this Roth 401k. What happens to your money when you put it in a, into a traditional versus what happens to your money when you put it into a Roth? When you put money into a traditional 401k, whatever amount you designate as wanting to come out, mm-hmm. up to a certain percentage of your salary... Whatever amount you designate as wanting to come out of your check is going to be taken out of your check before they determine how much should be withheld for taxes. Okay, so say that I'm wanting to take $100 out, so I won't see $100 deducted from my paycheck, right? Well, I mean, you you will. You've got your gross amount of pay, but you're going to have that $100 come out before anything is figured on before, taxes. Yep, before all those taxes, right. yeah. So, so it's not going to be that... Big old deduction right there. Right, right. So, so the the basic thing is a hundred dollars pre tax is is taken out of your check. Then they determine what what you're actually going to be what the what your what's your take home is salary is going to be that is taxable. Then they determine how much to withhold from your check for taxes and social security and so forth. They withhold, and whatever you're left with is your net income, your or your take home pay. So. That $100 that you took out, you took it out before you took anything else out. Mm-hmm. So that affects the net amount that you get in your check. You're, you're saving away $100, but the net amount that you get in your take-home pay is going to be different than it would be if you were to do a Roth 401k. And why is that? Because Roth, they take the money out after you've paid the taxes on it. So you're paying taxes on your full amount of salary. They've determined what to withhold because of your full amount of the salary. They've withheld that amount. And then after you've paid taxes on that $100, just like you pay taxes on the rest of your salary, then they take the $100 out. So you see that you see that it's more noticeable on mm-hmm. your check. Yeah. So if you started with a place and before you, because a lot of times you have to be with a company before you're eligible to contribute to a retirement account. So say that you your check usually is $1,000. Well, if I choose Roth and I want to give $100, your check drops down to $900. Versus if you did traditional, then it will, it's not going to be a full drop down of $100 because it was taken out at the top. It was taken out before all the taxes and everything. So traditional sounds great, but there's one thing you got to think about. It's the taxes. You are taking this tax break up front. It's helping to lower your current income tax bill. The money you contribute and the earnings grow tax deferred. That means we are kicking the can down the road. And until we decide to withdraw it, that's when the taxes hit us. And that's when Uncle Sam comes a knocking and he wants that. He wants his money. He wants the taxes due. So once you're pulling that money out, you're going to be paying those taxes based on the current tax rate. Mm -hmm. So we are purely looking at our fortune ball, you know, what is it, our 
What's that thing called? Your magic crystal ball. Crystal ball. Thank you. Fortune <laughs> ball. Crystal ball. You were looking at your crystal ball and trying to figure out, okay, I am, you know, 32 years old. What is the tax rate going to be when I decide to retire at 65 or 70? Mm. So you're just gambling with that versus the Roth. Yeah. You have paid these taxes. You are putting it away in an account. You're taking the hit now. Mm-hmm. But Especially that money, though, if you're younger and you're not making as much in salary, the taxes you're paying on it right now may not be as much. Exactly. And so that money then, that money that you contribute and the earnings are growing tax-free. Yes. F-R-E-E. Tax-free. So you've already paid the taxes on $100 that you put in the Roth. And then it grows. And it grows and it grows and it grows. And all of that gain on that $100 from whenever you put it away until the time that you decide to take it out of your Roth IRA, Mm -hmm. it has grown and grown and grown. And you don't pay any taxes on that. Even on the growth, yep. you don't pay any taxes on it when you take it out. So that's a huge advantage of a Roth over a traditional. Really, the way I look at it is you're giving a gift to yourself. You're giving a gift to your future self. And if it works out in your budget that you can handle the Roth now, and it may be that as you're first starting out, you can't handle the hit of 10% towards this in a Roth. Okay, well then, you know, you start it out and it's a smaller amount. But that money is really a favor to your future self because then when you need that money and pull it out for retirement, taxes are, I mean, it's your money. That full amount you see on your statement is what you're going to get versus with the traditional, that amount you see, you got to calculate in there, okay, how much your tax is going to be. Help your future self out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So just, just. As a sort of a side note, we 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 took it we took out the whole IRA aspect of it, but mm-hmm. obviously you can do a Roth IRA just like you can do a Roth four hundred one k. As a matter of fact, before I started working in the financial industry, I had never heard of a Roth four hundred one k. I had only ever heard of a Roth IRA, and I had really, frankly, no idea what it was. Um, so you can do you can have an IRA. Uh, and either one of the simples that you've got because the employer doesn't do a 401k or a lot of times somebody will leave a, one job and they will roll their 401k over into an IRA. And so if you had a traditional 401k and you left, then you might roll that over into a traditional IRA or roll it over into a Roth. That's Okay, I want to hit on that rollover. So that is something that a lot of people will have a retirement plan somewhere else and they think that when they leave there, they don't get to take that money with them or they'll leave that money managed wherever they were managed with the employer. Mm -hmm. And if you get nothing out of this episode, I want you to understand that if you leave an employer, that money that you've been contributing is yours and that's something you have the right to then talk to a financial advisor, talk to someone and get that money rolled over so you can be in control of managing that money and making it still work for you. Because the biggest thing is we'll have clients come in here and, you know, they're in their 50s and we find out small little 401ks that have been sitting around from old companies that they just thought they didn't get to take with them. And so that's a nice little present like, oh, okay, you know, got 10,000 here, 2,000 there. It makes a difference. Every bit counts in your retirement. And bottom line, bring it up with your financial advisor. They can sit down with you and determine, is it in your best interest to keep it wherever it is in the 401k Mm -hmm. at your previous employer? Or is it in your best interest to roll it over into an IRA? And by roll roll it over, basically what we mean is take it out of this one account and transfer it into another account. That's that's all what we mean by rollover. I do want to touch when you were talking about um, the Roth and traditional you know, we mentioned that not every 
employer will offer Roth, but the ones that do. So mm-hmm. I experienced this for the first time when I was working in the nonprofit world. I had a 403B. Well, I had the option to contribute to a Roth. So my contributions were going into a Roth account, mm-hmm. but my company matched nine out of 10 times, well, probably 99.999% of the time. An employee match will always go into a traditional account Mm -hmm. because that benefits the business for them to contribute to traditional. So just so you know... Just so we're clear, it it benefits... The the main benefit to the business and them contributing to a traditional is... They, their deduction, their ability to to deduct it only comes when they contribute to a traditional. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that you can't have, when you're looking at your retirement accounts, you can't have a portion that's in traditional and a portion that's in Roth. Mm -hmm. Because like when I left that nonprofit, I was able to roll it over. And so I just rolled over a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA because that's how the funds were set up. Mm -hmm. So that's, there's a lot of crazy lingo that they'll try and throw at you. The biggest thing is you get a partner to help you look at it. But the biggest thing is you do it. Mm-hmm. You you accept these retirement options. So I, I guess just at this point to kind of put a pin in it and just, this is something that we'll probably discuss over and over and over again. So I, I want to put a pin in it and just make sure that you understand we're, we're not done with this topic, but... Generally speaking, would we recommend a Roth over a traditional? Generally speaking, yeah, probably. Generally speaking, would we recommend to uh, that a person have a four hundred one k and that they roll that over into an IRA? It's going to depend from person to person. You've got to really determine what's in your best interest. But generally speaking, we see we see people roll over things when they leave one job to go to another. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I did sort of say, and we didn't really elaborate on, uh, I don't know how deep into it we want to get, but one of the aspects that I did say is you could start off with a traditional, and you could change that to a Roth. There oh, are, absolutely. You, you, you end up there, there. The conversion process is, is something that you would need uh, the help of your advisor to, to get through, but you can, you can convert from a traditional to a Roth, stop that, go ahead and pay those taxes and then start that tax free growth now, rather than paying those taxes when you retire and actually start withdrawing the money. Well that, but then also it's one of those that if you are still employed at a company and say you're listening to this and you go, oh shoot, I've been doing traditional because I didn't understand what a Roth was. Mm -hmm. You can switch it online or whatever your plan has to do. You can start switching that all future contributions go to Roth. So then that's where you would then, if you rolled over those accounts, you would have separate money where this money has been traditional money and this has been Roth. But it's not too late. It's one of those, oh, okay, yeah, you've been Yeah, once you've chosen traditional, that doesn't mean you're stuck with traditional. And if you choose Roth and then you realize, oh, no, with Roth, there's so much money coming out of my check that I I just don't have enough. If you want to go traditional rather than Roth, you could do that. You might you might see a little bit more money in your bottom line if you if you decided to defer your taxes and pay your taxes later. Um, not necessarily the way to go, but you know it goes both ways. You yeah. can flippity or you could flop. <laughs> and I mean, as your as your life changes, as your salary changes, that's where you've got things that come about of if you need to change things. You could start making enough money that you hit those contribution levels that you can no longer contribute towards Roths, or you've got to change things up. And so that's something that you always need to be looking at everything, looking at talking to your accountant, talking to your financial advisor and figure out what's going to be best for you. But the biggest thing is just make sure that 
you understand what your employer is offering you. And the other thing we didn't really talk about, and we don't want to dive too deep into this, but is RMDs, required minimum distributions. Yeah, that doesn't come until later on in life. That comes later on in life, but that is something that when you have a traditional IRA, traditional 401k, you are required to take money out because Uncle Sam wants his money. Mm -hmm. And so that is where, I mean, he's going to say, okay, you've hit the age now. Like, you got to get this money. Yeah. But if you have a Roth, Uncle Sam isn't coming knocking because you've already paid him. So you basically, uh, just to elaborate a little bit, um, you may have heard, especially if you work with a, a financial advisor already, or if you have people that are already in retirement, you may have heard them use the, the phrase or the, the letters, the acronym RMD. That is something that happens when you reach a specific age. It used to be 70 and a half. It's now been kicked up to... 72. Okay, so at the age of 72, you are forced to start making withdrawals from your traditional IRA or your yeah. traditional 401k because, like you said, Uncle Sam wants that money. They, want, they, they said, okay, you've deferred your taxes long enough. Now we want you to take this money out. You're going to pay taxes on it. Based based on based on the amount as though it were regular income, mm -hmm. and so. there's all fancy calculators and stuff of figuring out how much you have to take out, and that's mm -hmm. where, again, you get a financial partner to help you out with that. Mm -hmm. But another little side note, um, this is you know court in session maybe on this one, but <laughs> your future self, your future heirs, if you have someone that's going to be inheriting your retirement money, mm -hmm. say that you haven't spent it all. They appreciate the Roth inherited IRAs much more than they do the traditional. I mean, that's not really much so much a, a law a law <laughs> question. That's just uh, that's just a, an obvious. If they if they get to pull out that money and they don't have to pay taxes on it because you already paid the taxes on it, that's nice. That's nice for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, so there is a lot with retirement. Like we said, we're going to talk about all different aspects of this over this whole season that we've got here. Um, but for now, I think let's try and wrap it up. Let's bullseye it. Okay, my bullseye is easy this week. Uh, my bullseye is this. If you haven't finished season two of The Mandalorian, you need to finish it because the season finale freaking blew my mind. So there, there. I just want to get that out there. Sorry, I looked over. Y'all know if you've seen our studio, you know we've got Baby Yodas all over our studio. I looked over and saw ba Baby Yoda, and I was like, oh my gosh, we didn't even mention the fact that the Mandalorian season finale, season two, just is amazing. But if I've got to talk about something financial, <laughs> I guess my bullseye this time is going to be young or old, really, uh, unless you are a really high income earner. Um, and, and there might be some really, really serious tax advantages to going ahead and deferring taxes and going with the traditional rather than the Roth, uh, unless that's, unless the tax deferral is really important to you right now, bullseye is go with Roth. If you get the option of putting your money in a Roth, go with Roth. Bullseye. Okay. So mine would definitely just have to be understand what your retirement account options are with your employer jump on it, do this. It's something you need to do. If you need help understanding what your options are, seek help, but you've got to contribute. I promise your future self will thank you. And even if they do not offer that Roth, contributing something now to retirement will make a huge difference because it doesn't matter if you're young, if you're old, do it. Contribute. Do it, do it, <laughs> do it. That's Katie's bullseye. Okay, I think that's, that's it. 
Yeah, that's it, Katie. That's the closing bell. That noise you heard is that the confused and befuddled you was that that chime that rings us out every week. Sorry, I was dreaming about a retirement job. <laughs> okay, well, did you know that every time the closing bell rings, a, a bull, bull gets its horns? <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, you have made it to the end of yet another episode of Bullcast Podcast. We thank you for joining us. If you liked what you heard and you haven't uh, already subscribed, then please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a comment if you want to. We would actually read them. Maybe even on air. Who knows? Um, also, if you'd like to see some groovy pics of us, they're really not all that groovy because Cameron's in charge of taking them and he just loves to make me look like a troll. <laughs> um, but anyway... If that doesn't discourage you and you want to follow us on Instagram, check out our handle. It's at Bullcast Podcast. You can also follow us on the Twitters. Our handle there is at Bullcast, at Bullcast Podcast. Bullcast. <laughs> Bull, at BullcastPodcast.com. <laughs> um, we do also have a website. That website would be BullcastPodcast.com. And finally, Katie and I work for a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. That's a financial advisory firm, and we have mentioned it before. And if you'd like to find out more about that, find out more about our boss, David Pickler, and our amazing team, then feel free to check that website out, PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. I'm not even going to say it this time. Advisors is no, not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now been given everything you need to live a successful life. So we're going to leave you alone. For now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. And I'm going to Disney. Alrighty then. We out. <laughs>